Welcome to MA's first podcast. We got our first person that I'm interviewing, and he goes by Shamus Ashamsi. I'm sure you've heard of him. If not, he is a Nike running athlete, and he's got a lot of achievements. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thank you, Marwan. Appreciate you coming. having me. Thank you very much. Very short notice, huh? Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. You know what? I just had an idea, and I was like, okay. So I've had this idea going on for like two, three years, but, you know, I'm always like an excuse happened. I'm like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do it. And yeah, just like, what was it? Three, four days ago, I just sent you a message and I was like, you want to do it? I was like, let's do it. But yeah, thank you for coming. So um, just to let the viewers know, tell me a little bit more about Shams. Civil engineer by profession. Okay. But you can say my life since I was 15-ish has been a series of athletic obsessions. So every few years, I pick something up, I go all in, and then uh, I go so deep, I progress really fast, and then I switch to the next thing. So it's like an obsession that you have at every single thing. Yeah, so every few years, I get into something, then it, 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 it captures all my time, all my attention, all my energy. And then I reach to a good level in that thing. So it's been uh, jet skiing in the beginning, uh, jiu-jitsu, okay. and uh, boxing, and some oh, natural nice. bodybuilding. And then uh, now with running. But I think running is the stable one now. The stable yeah, one? Yeah, I hope so. Is it, yeah. is it the most, most one that lasted till so now? So now it's been uh, almost two years. Almost two years. So yeah, now I still feel like I still have many, many years ahead. Similar to you, I started with jiu-jitsu in the beginning, but it, in the first six months, of course, like I was doing it in high school days and back yeah. in the day, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't a, a good boy. Let's just say, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah, getting yeah, in yeah. trouble. I had to get swiped out of that. But then I got into boxing, same as you. That nice. was after after playing football. Okay, I, I took football a little bit seriously. I got a scholarship from the University of Sharjah nice. over there. And then one day, why did you stop there? One day, just as simple as that. Tore all of my ligaments and broke yeah, my leg. That's the thing with you know the, what I mean. Athlete, yeah. It's just as simple as because I was wearing the wrong football boots in Astra trainers, like uh, sorry the um, um, the artificial grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The and then I was just like sprinting, and as you twisting, the foot stuck in. And I was playing the final of a tournament, and I just want to remember that. And oh, it was like shit. a year. And then the doctors were like, "Oh, you know, you're not going to be able to walk again." I'm like. Oh, you know what, that put me in such a depressed state. Because, like, imagine from working out almost every single day yeah, yeah, yeah. into, into just doing absolutely nothing, you know, into barely walking. I had to be on crutches for, like, a year or something. But and then... Uh, you tore all the ligaments? MCL, PCL, ACL, yeah, all, all, all three of them, I think. The ACL, LCL, and MCL. MCL, yeah. Um, and then, basically, I was supposed to do surgery, and I was like, nah, let's just stick with physiotherapy because I had age on my side, and it usually has, like, mm-hmm. recovery stage to it. And then when that happened, it just a shift of my mentality was just like, you know what? I'm tired of just being depressed. I'm going to go out there and do something about it. So I started just simply showing up to my physiotherapy sessions and then do, like, a little bit more than what the doctors were telling me or doing my homework mm-hmm. at home. And that's that's... One thing I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into later when we talk about a bit more and how we get competitive because at the end of the day it's just that one percent yeah, that makes the, you better. I call it? it I call it the the, the X factor. The X factor. Yeah, the okay. X factor. So uh, not to jump into topics, but yeah. it got my attention. <laughs> so um, after after I've done with football and then I just got into boxing. That was similar, pretty much same as you. What what year were you in round ten for boxing? 
I think it was around uh, 15. 15, 15 okay. or 16, something like that. Okay, just a year or two behind, yeah, yeah, behind yeah. when I started. The final days of uni. Final so I, I, I remember from our previous conversations, you said that you've had, you've had amateur fights as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So how'd that turn out? Tell me your adventures towards yeah, that. Yeah, so one. the first one was in uh, Team Noguera gym. Okay. Um, it was pretty short notice, like like two weeks, both amateurs, both first fights. Um, the hype was nice, the crowd was nice. But during the fight, I did not like it at all. At all, I mean, it's hard to f- punch someone with all your force when you when you don't know the guy and he hasn't done anything wrong to you. Yeah. He's a nice guy. You, you you just can't. Yeah. And then after the fight, I felt bad. I really felt bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I went. <laughs> That's uh, usually how the cycle Yeah, goes, I went. Yeah. I apologized. And I was like, "What? What am I doing? Like, yeah. why am oh, I beating no. up this guy?" <laughs> And then uh, I don't know why I did another one, yeah. <laughs> like, like just to be sure, you know, <laughs> just to be sure. Yeah. And it was in round 10, Okay. one of these amateur fights that they do. And then uh, same thing, yeah, exactly. And then after it, uh, I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to continue with this. It's a really interesting topic in like combat sports because uh, I started also with boxing and then I, because I was a footballer, I always felt like something was missing. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I like kicking. You know, so I yeah, just yeah. went into Muay Thai <laughs> yeah. and kickboxing nice. from that. So I got like two amateur boxing as well. And then um, two, no, three amateurs in Muay Thai. I've done two of them in UK. Nice. But it's that mentality, like you said, right? It's really hard to, to just get in the ring and then just, yeah. you know, beat the hell out of someone. You need to have you like just, anger issues, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And that's what you have to tune into. Do you know what I'm trying to say? That's why you, that's why you see a lot of like fighters before they start their fights, they have to get into this zone yeah. where they have like a dark cloud on top of them. As soon as you look at them, they're like, they, you know, they're yeah. prepared to die. You know what I'm trying to say? Like It's the same as back in the day when you bring the warrior spirit from within you and you have to get in there and you have to get the job done. You have to bring all of that anger that you have from the past and... Just use it. And exactly, yeah. just use it. And that's the difference actually between <clears throat> what I realized in my experience between Muay Thai and kickboxing. Kickboxing and boxing, I feel like it falls under the same category of angry people wanting to knock the other person's out or take his head off. Muay Thai is more technical. More technical and more fun. You see a lot yeah. of Thais when they're doing the Muay Thai, they, they have fun. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah, we yeah. at every kick yeah, and they yeah. smile and they laugh about it. And that's what makes a great fighter, you know, being that confident, you know, confident to a point where you're just having fun at the end of the day, where you just, you're craving for war. You know, it's different than kickboxing because especially in an amateur stage, and I'm sure you'd feel that as well. When you step into the ring and you're like, Okay, okay, I'm in. I'm in this situation. I have to. I have to knock him out. Okay, I'm gonna have to knock him out. So you spend the first thirty to forty, fifty seconds probably trying to search for the head. Yeah, yeah. and just like going full force yeah, because yeah, you yeah. think you got it. No. You know what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, and then yeah. you end up getting gassed out. Exactly. And that's where you start getting beaten up. And then once you're beaten up, it's about how much you can handle. Otherwise, you just fall down. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. trying to say? Instead so, of being like a tactician with it. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. so it's, it's in Muay Thai, it's a little bit more technical. That's why you have five rounds in Muay Thai, and usually in kickboxing. Three. Box, yeah. Amateur, yeah. In, in, in amateurs, yeah. Amateur. But in, in, in professional Muay Thai, they got five rounds because it's always the first round they go for feel. Yes, you know, yes. For the yes. range, for the feel. Even in kickboxing, some high-level elite athletes out there, they always start with the jab, same as boxing as well. You know, you've got 12 rounds in boxing. You have to be patient with exactly. it. Otherwise, exactly. you're just getting gassed out. Right, that's really interesting yeah, to know. Yeah. So what happened uh, after, I mean, did you get the wins? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. <laughs> no, but uh, they weren't the highlight, honestly. Okay. Uh, they weren't the highlight. Weren't and then what highlight. happened after boxing then? Uh, I was like traveling with my friends to the US and then one of them used to run. Um, and he was like, yeah, like, let's wake up in the morning and uh, go run in New York, Central Park, nice views. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. It's lovely over there. And the weather was nice. So then we uh, we kept running and uh, he was like, look, you're, you're fast. I don't know what... What, what you've been doing, but you run fast. So you've already been into running. No, before. no, oh, I hated no, no, running. No. Oh, like, wow, okay. I only went to be like a good friend to him. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whereas I would rather sleep. <laughs> so enough. when I went okay. with him, he's like, you're, like you're, you're running fast paces, aren't you tired? I told him, no. He's like, okay, like you have something there. And then as the, as the trip went by, we, we kept running uh, in Los Angeles and so many places. And every time he would be like, no, you are good. Like, trust me, I've been running for a while and I'm telling you there's something there. When, when we get back home, you have to do something about it. And uh, I thought he was exaggerating. So we came back uh, home in a few weeks and then I said, maybe he's right. Let me, let me, let me take this seriously now. And then uh, this was after the bodybuilding thing, right after, like a few weeks. So I found a race, like a 10K, and uh, I joined and I had zero knowledge about running. It was just start line, and then you run as fast as you can until you die, and you hope to make it to the finish line. And that's what everyone thinks when they want to start being a runner. Yeah. They always think, all right, I'm going to go out there for a run, and I'm going to be doing 5Ks or 10Ks every day till I get that number down. That's probably the worst thing that you that can do. That is the number one worst thing that the you can do. The worst thing that you can do. See, this is a lot of aspects of training. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you're supposed to be only in like zone one two three which means like medium to easy effort 80 percent of the time yeah 20 to 10 percent has to be hard effort and you can't be running almost every day on a day-to-day basis you have to have like a rest day throughout the week or even two rest days throughout the week depending on the volume of training what's the point of that so endurance training is about accumulating the most quality volume throughout the week if all your training is high intensity you won't get uh, like you won't get the volume because the intensity is too high. That means you have to recover a lot. But if it's polarized, a lot of low intensity, moderate, and, and some hard, then you can get a lot of quality volume. And as an endurance athlete, you should have like a balanced fitness profile. So, you know, when you play like a Tekken, you have players with agility 100, uh, <laughs> speed 100. It's, it's the same thing with endurance. So one aspect, the the biggest one is like your base endurance and then your threshold systems and then your VO2 and your strength. So it has to be that you train all of these and you try to elevate all of them depending on on the time of season and your goals. But most people only focus on the VO2, VO2 phase, which is the going really hard, max heart rate, because that, that gives them the satisfaction of them doing a workout. If they're not exhausted at the end, then they feel that they haven't uh, achieved anything. And actually, that's the hardest bit. Yeah. Not going all out in your trainings yeah. every single time, especially when you first start. You don't really know what to exactly. do. You don't know where to go. You don't know how to do it. So you're just thinking, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And then, it, you know, someone else comes in, say, for example, a coach that you've taken and tells you, all right, this is what you got to do. You got to be on a treadmill at zone two for an hour just to build your aerobic. You're going to hate him. And you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the worst thing that someone can tell me to do. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, I just get bored. You know yeah. what I mean? And nowadays, like, outside, 
in summer there's no way in hell anybody's going to be running unless you want a heat stroke or something like that so you're just in a treadmill you've got a view and you just got to do it but that's what it is it takes consistency and discipline to keep going keep showing up and that's that's kept yeah. building up uh, so you were saying you were going through your first 10 kilometers and how did that turn yeah, out yeah so um, it was one of these uh, races they do in Medan it was it was a night race with many hills and bridges and so forth okay and then uh, I finished second, like I got 38 minutes, nice. which I was very shocked 38. with. What's that, sub four, isn't it? I think, That's like uh, 350 pace, something, 350, 350 yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And nice. uh, I w- it was like, okay, like, not bad. And then I was like, no, not I have- bad at all. Yeah, I, w- <laughs> yeah, I would say that's great if <laughs> yeah, you yeah. first start now. I mean, uh, so that showed me like I had so much more to improve. And then a few weeks later, I was like, no, I have to be sure now. Let me do a half marathon. So I had zero, like I had no coach at this point. I was just winging it, uh, doing whatever I felt like. And then uh, I did get second again in that half marathon. Uh, I think I got uh, one hour 28. Nice. Which was like pace 410-ish. 410, yeah, yeah, 410, 412. Oh, nice. So um, I was like, okay. So that's without training. That's with... I don't know, you can say... Without accu- smart training. Without smart training. That's yeah. with like accumulated years of training and other things that just uh, translated into running. Okay. And I think uh, a big part of it is just uh, the ability to like push, push, push. Because okay. in jiu-jitsu, you know, you're in the most uncomfortable positions. Okay. You have a guy that's 120 kilos on mount and he's choking you and you yeah. just have to survive it, you know? So, so... From our conversations, you've said that you've done bodybuilding, but natural bodybuilding. Yeah. Do you think that had a part to play based on your cardio endurance? Probably. Because obviously, if you're bulking up and you add the more weight, that's going to be way harder than for you to... You've basically built that base with strength training, and all you did is just kept showing up consistently towards your cardio uh, endurance exercises. Yeah. And then that gained into having sub four kilometers I think, uh, race, I, I think. think that's a very good explanation I haven't thought of it that way mm. but unintentionally like unintentionally I was setting myself up to be the best endurance athlete or the best runner I can be before even starting running okay. so I dropped all the body fat mm-hmm. I was uh, as lean as possible but still healthy and strong yeah. and automatically when your weight goes much lower and you have like good muscle mass and you have to do cardio like in order for you to get lean. Yeah. So I was doing a lot of zone two cardio. Okay. Without knowing. Yeah. You know, yeah I yeah. was doing the incline, uh, step master, whatever yeah. you call it. Uh, steady heart rate, 130, 140, but one hour, two hours, two hours and a half. Hey, so so how, did, how did you get into duathlon? Yeah. Um, duathlon is just like a side quest for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, with running, um, so I did that race and then the half marathon. Mm-hmm. And then we had the uh, uh, NAS race okay. that happens in Ramadan every year. Yeah. And it's like the biggest race for the locals yeah, yeah. because there's the category for UAE nationals who are amateurs. Yeah. So you have the pros and the amateurs. So it's very attractive for every local who is at a, who's at a competitive level and, and an amateur. Mm-hmm to go and, and see, like, what he can get. Okay. So uh, I found a coach, and I was like, we have four weeks. I want to get a 35-minute 10K. And he was like, okay, it's not impossible, but it's going to be really hard. That's right. We might risk injury because of the training we have to do. Stress, and then yeah. uh, went good until a day before the competition. I had uh, a very sudden, like, knee pain. Oh, no. Yeah, it was, it was very sudden and it was very sharp. I couldn't get out of bed. It was very hard. Oh, no. 
And then uh, I spoke to my physio, and my physio is uh, very practical. So if I can do it, party poopers when they do that, they super practical. <laughs> the physio center, Mifi Edland, book her. So uh, very practical mm-hmm. in terms of uh, we understand the risks and we understand if we do this, what will be the negative consequences, how long will it take, and then the decision is with me. So okay. lays down the facts, and then it's up to you. So we did some tests. There was some pain, but manageable for me to finish a 10K. Mm-hmm. And then I would recover, like I would recover, like for weeks after it. Either way, okay. it was the last race of the season, and I worked so hard for it. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. If the pain kicks in, okay. If it goes up to like an eight out of ten, and I fall, and I fall down then on my face, and just, then I'll just I'll yeah, back away. Yeah, but then uh, we went to the race. Uh, like I was in between. Will the will the pain be back? Yeah. Whatever. But as we started, it still messes <coughs> up your your mentality yeah, yeah. of going out there and towards getting this, a number because you always got that doubt in exactly. the back of your mind and exactly. you can't go 100%. But you know, it, it helped me. I'll tell you why. Because like when I arrived there, there were 250 people in my category only. So the total was around 3,000 people. Oh, and I was aiming like podium, like either podium or I don't go. That's high standards. You yeah, 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 like podium or I don't go. Yeah, this is what, what, what I'm aiming for. Yeah, yeah. Which is not healthy, by the way. No, it's not. No. Not <laughs> <laughs> so the running injury, or what I thought it was, helped me because in the first couple of kilometers, I did not go all out. I was like feeling my knee out. Mm-hmm. So I went a bit conservative, conservative, the first it, yeah. three, four Ks. And then by the fifth kilometer and sixth, I was like, okay, there's no pain. Let's go. And then uh, I started passing most of them, and I finished second. Amazing. Well done. Yeah, I got well uh, 36.20. Oh, nice. So not 35, but quite close to it. Yeah, no, still, though. Yeah, still, yeah. I mean, considering everything that was going on yeah, to your mind. Yeah, and then really I was good. like, that's it. Running is going to be my thing. And then how, how, how did you end up with a duathlon then? And, and another question is, sorry, with a bunch of questions, yeah. but why duathlon and why not triathlon? I don't know how to swim, man. You don't know how to swim. Listen, no. bro, we all got to start from somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same as me. I think last year and a half, I had, I wouldn't say I couldn't swim at all, but I'd say I'd have a little bit, you know, some of this, some yeah. of this going on. So just having a, having a coach around two to three times a week, consistently showing up, obviously. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then just just like that, I just finished an Ironman, full distance, half distance, just about competing. Yeah. I feel like I, I want to have a feel around it a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. first before taking it a little bit too seriously. You know what I'm I trying mean, to say? Uh, this is something also I want to I wanna talk about. People always like, they get into the sport of running or, or triathlon and duathlon and they think, no, I have to train so hard and so long and reach up to a certain level so I can compete. But the earlier you compete at your level, at your pace, at your effort level, it will just add to your experience when you're fitter, exactly. you'll be able to perform better. Exactly. And it's like everything that we do nowadays, right? It's like we go and try different kind of sports and experiences throughout our lives. But all of that is knowledge that we'd have at the end of the day. Because like you're a runner, right? So as a runner, strength training is really important. Yeah. And it, you've had loads of benefit from, I'm sure, bodybuilding stage. Exactly. That you know how to basically target a specific muscle, your primary, secondary, blah, 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 and all of that. So I think all of that is knowledge at the end of the day. You take it, you make yourself better. You know what I'm trying to say? Everything that we do in life is just experiences and towards improving ourselves, right? In a yeah. physical and the mental aspect as well. 
Um, but yeah, really interesting. And just How? to add, uh, sorry to interrupt. No, it reminded me of something very interesting. Like mm-hmm. one experience that you do uh, might affect something else, and like elevate the second experience without you uh, without you even knowing. Yeah. So one last question: How did you end up as a Nike running athlete? Uh, so after the NAS race, uh, I I approached Nike, and it turned out. Uh, at that point of time, they were looking for uh, local Emirati athletes who run, who uh, can have a small impact on the community, get the people out and about. And uh, the, I mean, the uh, puzzle pieces fit well. So That's the right way to do so. It, it wasn't like I was scouted or something. Yeah, or agents. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I went and I approached them. Oh, good, good. Because so, you see like the level, the level of fitness over here in UAE with a lot of gyms opening up. But yes, you got the gyms. The knowledge of athletes is still, I agree, is still improving. I don't think they're they're at that level. I'm I'm pretty sure around five. I give it five years, five maybe even four years yeah. until you see a lot of athletes now moving in over here and adapting, and then getting a bunch of crowd or community around them, and then teaching them from their experience. And a lot of people are doing that. It's just because Dubai, especially Dubai as well, is one of the most multicultured um, cities in the world. And you've got a lot of people with different backgrounds coming in. We're learning. We're taking little yeah. bits and bits and yeah. putting it in our pockets so we can improve as being athletes. All right, one last thing. I just want to. I just want to finish this off. So I've got a couple of words that I've written down. This is almost like a little game being played. So I've got a couple of words um, written down. I'm going to say those words. You got to say the first thing that comes into your head. Okay. okay. The first thing that comes into your head, whatever, even if it's like table, chair, whatever you think of. Damn, I'm going to okay. say a couple of stuff, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? We'll see. All right. <laughs> Sports. Life. Shoes. Fast. Track. Laps. Pace. Obsession. I was about to say four. <laughs> Obsession. <laughs> Obsession. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Trophy. Plenty of them. We gotta go a bit quicker, Shabbos. <laughs> <laughs> Champion. Uh, mindset. Medal. I throw it away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mindset. Essential. Nike. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> there you have it. Thank you very much for um, for coming. It's a pleasure having you. Thank you very much for tuning in. And Marwan's first episode of MA's podcast. I will see you guys soon. Take care.